Welcome everybody to the official FrankenCon podcast. My name is Richard Yule. You can find me on Instagram at Nerdy Laser and also at Night of the Nerdy Laser. And we are here finally in the podcasting world for FrankenCon. Now, what FrankenCon is, is it is a horror and film convention that is taking place in the knoxville area knoxville tennessee area next year may 14th 2022 and it will be at the airport hilton at mcgee tyson uh, airport so it's a great location we have the grand ballroom we have ten thousand square feet we're gonna have uh, over 40 vendors we will have um Celebrity guests such as Joe Bob Briggs, Darcy, Mark Patton from Night on Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. Uh, we've got Nigel Bach who created the Bad Ben series. We will be screening movies such as Bad Ben and Nightmare on Elm Street Two for our VIPs. Uh, for more information on all of that stuff, though, I want you to go to FrankenConTN.com, and that will get you all the information. You can also also follow us on Instagram at FrankenConTN and Facebook at the same name. So what the FrankenCon podcast is going to be is different things concerning FrankenCon. It's we're going to have uh, the other two guys that uh, do this with me. Um, if you didn't know, it's uh, myself, Richard Yule, uh, Matt, Matthew Henry and Corey Keelan. We uh, run a company called Madcap 3 Entertainment, and FrankenCon is our first big, big event that we are putting on uh, here in town. So uh, if you're out of state, welcome. If you're in state, uh, welcome as well. And this podcast, I am joined by one of the vendors a very uh, a very talented person, and he has been a really really big supporter of FrankenCon uh, so far, just in our short little life that we've had. So I'd like to welcome Tim Jones from Top Notch Hawks Replicas. Welcome, Tim. Hey, it's good to have you here, Richard. It's good to be here, man. It's a it's a good day, and it's a good day to support FrankenCon. I'm real excited about it. Yeah, this is awesome, man. So we met we met at Scarefest in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, which they're really good friends of ours. And you had a great uh, a great um, weekend there. And uh, was that your? W w let's let's get into before we get uh, into uh, Scarefest. Let's let's kind of rewind a little bit. Let's go back. Um, what? Uh, All right. I know you're like a Friday the 13th fan, obviously, because you make replica hockey masks um, of Jason. And I want to know, like, how big is horror been in your life? When did what was the first horror movie you remember watching and hooking you? Well, that's um, that's actually where it all started. I mean, for me personally, I mean. I was a, I think, 11-year-old kid at the time, and uh, my brother was on a date, <laughs> and my mom said, you're taking him with you, and my first Friday the 13th film that I saw was part three, 
and it oh. I'm going to show my age here. My it was actually on a <laughs> on a brick wall back in those days in the <laughs> 80s uh and back where they came out and actually asked you did you want to order some food. <laughs> and I really? just I was just as a kid just just taking hook line and sinker at that point it was just, just it, it just was just I was just into it. And that's where it that's began really, as a kid really. That's really awesome. For all of it, it's a yeah. lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, Nightmare, I think. I, I can't I, I kind of go back and forth on what my first horror movie was, but I know I saw Nightmare on Elm Street 2 first in the Nightmare series. And I saw that really early on in my life, um, which is kind of cool because we have Mark Patton coming uh, in, next year. So, um, I mean. Do you think if you saw Friday the 13th, like part one, it would have been as influential? Because, I mean, part three is where he gets the masks. So do you think if you saw part one, that Friday the 13th would have been as influential as it was for you? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, what got me with uh, Jason was just, it's just the mask. Uh, that was, you know, part three was when he when he first put on the mask, and I think yeah. that just, you know, people, you know, wanted to see fake stuff. And I was into Freddy too. I mean, Freddy come out in those days, and oh yeah, uh, I'm I'm a big Freddy Krueger fan. I actually can't wait to meet you know Mark or you know the, the Frankencon. I'm a I'm I'm a, I'm into that um, that glove and stuff. And um, but this the Jason mask, it just took an aura on me. You know, it it just it just did, and uh, it led up to me making. Um, last year, I made. Um, I went back and studied um, how the original uh, uh, creators created the original Part Three mask and how they really did it in, in the movies and how. And I contacted some of those people, and at first they kind of uh, didn't respond to me, and I kept kept you know you you know hey you know I want to try this I want to do this and long story short you know. I, I made a mask called the ultimate Jason mask, which I had at uh, Scarefest, and, and, um, I sell those in PTG form clear that way, uh, artists can paint their own or us. And I sold some masks that were already painted, but it, it, I made it so close that it, it was shocking to a lot of people how close it was to the film and how accurate I made it. And it was kind of like, I deep inside felt like that I had, tapped into a code you know what i mean like like i like i yeah i i, I tapped into something that that they, that they did and that they got right and that i had something that you know people have tried to make and i'd always look at masks that people made of jason and i'd say well the eyes are correct but the chin's wrong or the the size of the mask is wrong or that's wrong and uh this mask uh uh, my friend Lance, uh, which will be at Frankencon too. Yeah, he'll be there um, too. He's helped me with the the making of the mask. And I had to give him credit. Uh, we 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 teamed up and and put our minds together, and and like I said, developed a mask that fans can come and buy at Frankencon and can paint on their own and and go back to those times of hey this takes me back, you know, this, 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 you know, if you're my age or whatever, you know, you'd be like, this takes me back. People at Scarefest say, dude, I just want to hold it. I just hold it. <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, it's just, 
you know, you just, you're like the Vinci code. Like you possibly cracked a code as close as you can get. Cause these aren't um, like the plastic ones you buy in the Halloween stores, right? I actually, before I was a mask maker, I, I was a, um, I was a Friday the 13th mask uh, high end collector, in which I would purchase uh, a couple movie molds from studios across the country that had some for sale. And um, I took and, and had them for sale. I mean, I mean, I'm, I, I bought them. They were for sale and I'd got them out of museums and I had, I kept them here at home and uh, a year or so went by and I'd have people uh, find me on Facebook and they'd be like, you're the guy who purchased those. Are you ever going to sell any? And I was like, um, no, I'm not, you know, and I got talking to Lance about it and, you know, he's like, Tim, you know, I said, you know, I like to share these, but I don't know how. And, and that's when I got into making a composite of them. That way I can make from a vacuum form machine, make copies of them off and as close to they are. Some of my masks are as close to the, you know, to the masses you're ever going to get as a fan and without having the original one. And um, that was very actually satisfying for me. And, and I'm actually, that was a part of me that when I seen fans, you know, I kind of, um, it kind of gets to me now, but I see fans, you know, they smile and their eyes get huge. Mm-hmm. And um, when they touch the mask or they see some of them and they're like, you know, this is incredible. This is so close to the movies, but that's where it all really began for me. You know, I, I was, a, I was a collector before I was a mask maker. And then I had just people, you know, contact me. Like I said, through Facebook, I don't know how they found me, but people find people nowadays. And they, they, they kind of taught me into that, you know, and I know you, you we've talked before about, you know, my mask and the, the, the title of my, of my, you know, my business and my Etsy and stuff is top notch chalk replicas. I used to not have a name. I was just Friday, Friday 13th or something like that. And to catch people's eye, the fans gave me my name. I had fans who bought from me who say, dude, that's just top notch. You know, that's just, that blows my mind. It's just top notch. And I, I'd get it all the time. And I said, well, I said, I'm just going to make that the name of the name of the name of the Etsy name of my, you know, my, my hobbies is top notch hawk replicas. That's how it, it went, you know, from one thing to the next, it started small and, you know, and it just, like I said, got to where, um, I have five star review on Etsy, you know, for over a thousand masks. And it's because I put, I do put the customer first. I have a hundred percent money back guarantee. If you don't like the mask, you can mail it back. I'll refund you. It's not about the money to me. It's about friendships. And I was talking about this, you know, when I saw it, it's about friends and, and building relationships with customers and people and sharing horror, you know, share it. And that's how kind of you know it's how it all began and how it you know started for me and i'm not a guy that's known for painting even though i do paint a pretty decent mask but um i wanted to concentrate more on getting um these artists out there the best quality mask that they could paint and that they could sell and then enjoy that's kind of how you know it started richard 
When, uh, so how long have you been making the masks? Um, I started as a, as a collector, like I said, um, about, uh, 10 years. I've been in this hobby 10 years, either how you want to oh, pick wow. it or pull it or talk about it. Is a collector or a mask maker, you know, 10 years or longer, maybe 11 years now. And, um, it, um, like I said, it just evolved. It started out, started out in my bedroom. It went in the bedroom. I was in the kitchen and, uh, <laughs> kitchen. Yeah. You know, that wasn't, that wasn't feasible. <laughs> so I, uh, I had a big, huge garage built in my backyard and which is my shop now. It's, uh, full, oh, that's full awesome. go, you know, it's, uh, um, I start, sure. yeah, I started selling in, in May again. I took a break, uh, just I'd have to take a break a little bit from it, try to enjoy my family and these holidays and and that sort of thing. And then, you know, plan for next year with you guys at FrankenCon and, and you know, get everything ready. And this is my break time to where um I have had fans um or hobbyists um call me or or text, you know, something in a mask. This is the time you're what I'm trying to say is like I fine tune something if 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 there's something I've seen that's not movie accurate or not as close to the film as possible, then I, I, I take this time of year right here and I, with Lance and LK and is it, you know, feasible and, and do they make, you know, is it, is it something that's real that they see? So that's a great question, by the way. Did, um, oh, thanks. Um, so is your uh, workshop organized or are you kind of just messy like me? <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry, Richard. Uh, <laughs> my, that's one thing about me with Etsy and no, no, no. Somebody can go in there and look. It's, you know, the ha I had one guy tell me, he's like, how in the heck do you have a five-star rating? He said, you couldn't even sell M&Ms and they're all the same and get a five-star rating. I said, listen, I said, I understand what you're saying. I said, but I don't promise things people on here that I can't give them. If if I have, what I'm trying to say is on there, if I have a, a mask on there and it says I have five in the shop that are ready to ship, I have five. You know, so I, I don't, um, I'm real honest with the customers. And I think that's took me to a different level. You know, the honesty, the reputation, the, Hey, you, you know, you're going to get a mask. What you buy from him is you're going to get it. And the availability of my mask, um, I have them all ready in, in a neat order of part threes all the way up to, you know, to the, all of them, whether it be a kit, a mask or straps. And I pride myself on that uh, with the Etsy page and stuff when, when I sell stuff, especially, you know, to customers. Um, but yeah, they're, I'm, always prepared ready to go how long does the process of making a mask take like from start to finish how many hours do you think you have in to in one okay well I'm, i'll take you back to the ultimate jason mask we'll just talk about that mask then that mask right okay. there took took me a year to to, to sit down and the original mask of Friday 13th Part 3 came from a Jack West planting mask. 
I bought an original one out of a um, another museum because I wanted a perfect one. And, and extending the parameter to it, like the mask that, that Richard Brooker wore in part three, and he's a big guy, and fine-tuning it and just everything. It took me right at a year. Wow. And that way, at, at that point, I was pulling blanks from it. How long does it take to make one um, to put on your Etsy store? Once I put uh, my plastic in a in the oven and it, it reaches a point to where it's dropped and it's heated enough, literally takes me about two minutes. And I can pop you wow. one off there and put in your hand. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. So what I guess the um, before we get too far into talking about Scarefest and some other things, I want to ask which is your favorite Friday the Thirteenth film? That has to be a question you get asked a lot. Uh, always, it's um always been. There's a lot of great ones. Don't get me wrong. And there's many fans that could come on here and could say something different, and I would agree with them. But I was just totally fascinated with Part Three when I saw that man. When I saw that mask, it just yeah, it just uh, <laughs> it just took me away. My other favorite would be Part Seven with Kane. Hunt. Took Friday Thirteenth to a new level. I mean, all of himself, and uh, I got to saw him at Scarefest, and he came over to my table and chatted with me for a few. Minutes. People realized who he was, and and then they were a bunch of people around him. But it was it was cool for him to come over. Yeah, I actually just saw part seven not too long ago, uh, just a few months ago, and uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, part seven. I've got the actual, I've got actually three movie molds from part seven that I actually own that are um, on blogs that people recognize that I purchased the uh, movie molds to those. Um, I got one from... Um, Mario Kerner in uh, Germany. He has a um, 13th museum over there that I bought a part seven mold from him and from that mask. And um, the mold means basically not it's, it's, it's where I have to put the, the uh, stuff in to make the, the buff from it. Um, he, and I also purchased one um, fear factor studio in New York city. Um, all of them, all of them, I purchased, uh, like I said, back when I was a, I was just a high-end collector of just m true memorabilia. And um, just to have something that I could, you know, again, take a mask off of. And I can say for sure and tell you that when I started buying all this stuff, never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd be doing what I'm doing in the hobby right now. It, I just wanted to, I was just a collector. And like I said, and... People, you know, like I said before, people just um, contacted me. And they're like, man, you really should think about, you know, selling, uh, you know, composites off of a plastic, plastic mask. And like I said, I got with Lance, my friend Lance. And, you know, he, he's like, I, I think it'd be a great idea to share it. He said, you're just going to keep them and nobody's going to be able to, to look at them or be a, you're just going to keep them. And I was like, you know, that's just a good idea. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, I mean, it sounds like Lance was a great uh, meet, meeting. How did you meet Lance? Like, did you just meet him through the community of the Jason masks? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I met him through uh, some groups, groups that we were on. And he just, I just 
text him. I think I was asking him some paint colors and that's kind of, uh, in our hobby, that's kind of like nobody answers those questions. It's like, I always tell, it's like trial and error. I tell people who at the conventions ask me how to do some stuff and I learned through trial and error, but Lance was my guy that I went to that kind of, uh, I would call him like an, he's almost an expert. It's just how the masks look and just, uh, you know, he, he's knew a lot about them. You know, he's just a big fan and, and, uh, you know, uh, expert at how, how big approximately would be. And, and, um, I really leaned on him and, you know, said, Hey, you know, um, can I ask some help? And I would send him stuff through the mail. You know, he lives about an hour from me. We'd, and he'd look at it and, you know, and point out what, to, what didn't look right. And then I'd go back to the drawing board and sculpting again. And, and it, you know, it, it was really a trying, a lot of it was a lot of trying times. I, and sometimes there I thought, well, this is not going to be something for me. But again, like I said, the, I turned right back to the fans. The fans is like, you know, this looks good. You know, this looks good. And it turned out, it's turned out very, very good for me. Like I said, when I was at Scarefest, I sold out a mask. How many sold did out. you take? I showed up Sunday because it was kids day there to give out. And I took, um, I think like 50. Oh, wow. And um, I, I, I took 50 and sold out of Yeah, I think yeah. I saw you Saturday afternoon. By 15 and one guy wow 15 i think i saw you saturday afternoon and you were completely sold out by then uh by the time i got yeah. to your table and uh for your fans on the podcast you know one of the things i do is i don't i not only sell painted mask and i'll be bringing the franken con me blanks i i want new artists to to start painting that's what i want that's why i use the conventions and i wanted to come was i want um guys who who never painted the mask i blank from me my blanks would be you know 20 bucks a piece and your own and advocate um you know the hobby become an artist man with your time you, you never know what you might come become um, that's part of what I do, like I said, to, at Scarefest and what I'm going to do at FrankenCon is pr promote new artists um, for them to paint. I'll have all the supplies there, not paint-wise, but like for the mask. I'll have the straps, uh, everything that, that, that connects the straps, the hardware, the chevrons. You know, you basically walk out of there saying, hey, all I got to do is go home, buy me some paint, and I'm going to be an artist. Yeah, I've kind of I've been looking at uh, videos and stuff, and I've seen some of the artists that have made different designs on the hockey mask. You know, you can make them dirty and bloody, you know, kind of like they are in the movie, or you can make different designs on them. You can really do whatever you want. It, it really is a cool thing, um, and it's really cool that these are made from molds that you know helped kick off the real thing. Yeah, I, I, I sell masks. Yeah, I sell masks to people. I have a customer. I have a customer that buys masks from me, and he actually puts 
NFL emblems paints them, and, and the mask actually oh, yeah. sells them to NFL people that that like that coolness. And they said, I, I told him, I said, what are you doing with them? He said, fans wear them into the stadium. He said, they think they're cool. You know, it's just something cool. It's it's neat. It's something different. And I was like, yeah, I was like I didn't think of that. But yeah, he told me so I do that. And I, I, I had I tell a, a good story here. I, I had one guy that contacted me, and he had been a military veteran, and it was touching. He, he said I purchased from you, and he said I had um, I suffered from PTSD, and he said, um, you know I pretty much stay at home all the time. He said, painting these masks really gave me something to do and something that I like to get up every day and kind of do. And I was just really struck by it. I didn't know what to say to him at first. It kind of, that's great, you know. He said, it helped my depression and I, I get to paint. And he said, it's relaxing. And I was like, great, you know. Yeah, that's I, incredible. I gave the guy my, my, I don't do this with every customer. I gave him my phone number and said, this, you know, if, if you know, if you need a mask, you know, or can't get a hold of me, just, you know, call me. I don't mind. And uh, I've had all kinds, you know, but that that story really touched me with him. It, he's like, it just eases my mind. It um, gives me something to do and, and something to look forward to. And it's helped him a lot. So, and that, that too was why I did, you know, wanted to do the conventions was to bring the blanks too. And that way they cleared the way people can buy a blank who maybe can't afford a mask. You know what I mean? They might not be able to afford a $7,500 mask from there or 65 or whatever some of my masks are. But I say, hey, I, I just want to paint one. It's very affordable. And that's, you know, like I said, I'll have those at FrankenCon too. Is masks for all ages people to paint. And um, I'm working with Lance right now too to have kid size masks by may so oh that'd be, be awesome good. yeah yeah that'll be really cool uh, we've been men, men kid size masks for like little kids i mean uh, ages five to ten years old little mask and uh <laughs> <laughs> you know and stuff like that so you know the we've been talking about that we'll have them ready by may and that way you know it'll be uh, at our at frank and kind of be the first time that i'll ever be there with kid masks too Nice, nice. So we were talking a little bit off air. Um, and so was Scarefest yeah. this past year, um, was that your first time setting up at a convention, you said? Yeah, Scarefest was my first, um, first ever convention. And uh, I've actually wow. got a lineup next year of um, conventions that I'm going to go to. I do know um, the first one I'm not real sure of yet. It's called Full Moon. Uh, tattoo and uh oh yeah it's in nashville uh, right festival it's in um nashville yeah yeah in april yeah that's I'm, a big one i've been talking to the guy there he wants me to come and i'm gonna i'm gonna see but i'm not for sure on that one but i'm already i'm at frankencon i've already got a table set you know i've already got that i'll be at creepy con in knoxville in august I'll be cool. at Scarefest again. Tim, it's been yeah. great um, getting to know you and, and meet you like uh, at Scarefest like we did. And I'm glad we got in touch. How, so how how did you uh, 
How did you first find out about FrankenCon? How did I find out about FrankenCon? Yeah. Like what? What do you think is the is first that thing that you? Um, yeah, yeah. Again, what, Lance, how did you find uh, out about it, Lance? Lance. <laughs> I, I think even if I wasn't there, I still think it'd be. I mean, it's, I'm going to be there. I'm just saying, is if I wasn't there, I still think it's going to be a, a great show. Um, I, I have full faith that that it's going to be great. You, you have an awesome location. Uh, Knoxville is prime for horror cons. You got Pigeon Force there locally. You know, you got Gatlinburg. You have a lot of tourists come in that area. Um, you know, it's it's really a. I, I love Lexington. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Kentucky guy, but um, uh, Knoxville is a prime area for for a horror con. It's just a lot of people there. Um, it's a great city. It's a great town. Um, I I love it. It's it's. And uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to, to come to FrankenCon. I, I really like Knoxville, and I like the area. You're having it at, at a great area. And, um, I'm just real. I'm real excited about it. Yeah, well, we appreciate that. Um, yeah, we. Uh, what I like about well, it, it's so it is in the Knoxville area, but it's actually in a town called Alcoa, Tennessee. That's where, but it's easier to say we're in Knoxville. But the airport is actually in the community of Alcoa in Maryville, Tennessee, which is where I'm from. So it's it's kind of in between yeah. the big city and the small cities. And, you know, we're the hotel is connected to the yeah. airport, but we have a lot of people flying in. Yeah, we have a lot of people flying in and you can just walk over to the hotel. You don't even have to get a car. You don't have to rent anything. You don't have to shuttle or nothing. Yeah, and that's uh, we're around, you know, Atlanta is three hours, yeah, Nashville that... three hours, Lexington's three hours. So I like that we have this hub, you know, and hopefully people will come from all around to have a good time. So anyway, uh, Tim, it's been great talking with you. Why don't you give everybody the info they need to find you online uh, so they can look you up before the uh, convention in May? Um, my Mostly, um, you can ask. That's a good question too, Richard. Uh, you can follow me on my Instagram page at um, Top Notch Hawk Replicas. Um, I'm on there um, year round, especially this time of year. I um, I'm on there, and feel free anybody to message me. I'm always available. Uh, you're not going to wait days to hear from me. Um, and then. Um, my Etsy page is uh, right now is shut down due to orders, but it'll be opening up in May, actually April. So I have to get ready for FrankenCon, and, Con, and um, I'll, I'll be ready to go. And I'll look, I really look forward to it. Awesome. Well, we look forward to having you, Tim. Uh, thank you for coming on here and and uh, letting us talk to you, letting me talk to you and letting everybody hear you. Um, guys, you know, this is the yeah. kind of thing we're going to be doing, um, just uh, talking with our vendors and showing them support that they're showing us too. Uh, it's a really uh, big step in building this community that we're we're kind of doing for FrankenCon. So um, follow Tim. I'll put um, his Instagram in the uh, in the show notes, so you can just look on there and see it. Um, follow FrankenCon on Instagram as well at FrankenConTN. We post news and such 
on there. So, um, yeah, Tim, thank you again for coming on, buddy. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. Like I said, um, it's all about the fans. I mean, you know that. I know that. It's, we got the best. Our fans are the best fans, man, that you could, you could ever be around and talk to and, and go back and remember the times. And like I said, I look forward to seeing everybody. Come see it. Sam, see me at FrankenCon, man. Top-notch hawk replicas. Come by and say hi. Well, awesome, Tim. Thank you very much. And everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can always email us at frankencontn at gmail.com. Remember, you can buy your tickets at frankencontn.com. Buy your tickets, get your VIP. There are still some left. You can book your hotel with a room rate, a really, really good room rate. Uh, so book that hotel so you can party with us and uh, we can all just go up to our rooms and pass out afterwards. And until next time, we will uh, see you at Frankenco.